been a minute it has been a minute so excuse me as i shake off a little bit of rust and i, and I hate saying that because I, I like to consider myself you know fight ready at all times right i don't want to i don't need the training camp to get ready for a fight but in this instance i a little bit of a training camp this week i i stopped by the radio station so let's cover some basics here like last year our opening day podcast for the season is in sunny San Diego, California. Mm. We're in my backyard. I mean, shit, 75 and sunny, not a cloud in the sky. To my left, for the first time ever in studio, this feels pretty good, old, longtime friend Austin Keeler in the studio. Okay, that's special because he's been there since – my first podcast ever at 16 years old, but now finally in studio. Pretty sweet. But perhaps even more importantly and more rarely, I've got the one, the only, from Glen Ellen, Illinois, the Glen Ellen felon, starting at producer, starting at co-host. Uncle Luke Domask. What's going on, man? Sitting it's across the table, long brother. Long time coming, this long conversation. Long time coming. About three months since we last saw each other in uh, May, right after our birthdays. Little Columbia fooling around in that, that town the last week of uh, your school year, your senior year. And I don't know if I've ever been in Columbia not fooled around. That's very true. <laughs> that, that's pretty fair to say. But I, I want to take you know, 20 seconds to talk about this. Listen, college is crazy because, you know, you meet people from all over the world, all over the country. And there's a good chance after college you will not see a lot of the people that you know and you spent time with maybe ever again, maybe five years, ten years. You know, you try and, you know, the few people that you took seriously, you know, the relationship that you built, you know, right. maybe you can go out of your way and make it happen. Well, brother, you know what I mean? We're talking almost – Eight months since you graduated, we've made you know we've made it work pretty good. We've got yeah. a system. We've got a system from when we're when we're a ways away. We can record over a nice setup that we have. Mm -hmm. The quality's great. But now for the second time in you know six months, we've got Uncle Luke in studio. Yes, sir. That's special, bro. That doesn't happen. I like to travel, you know. I like to to go where where my friends are, where where my my people are at. You know, I've been to Denver, I've been to St. Louis, and uh, now I'm here in San Diego. And wherever I can, you know, like you said, post college, it's difficult. You you don't see as many people um, that you used to, and and especially from Columbia, Missouri, people go their separate ways. And luckily for me, being from Chicago and living in Chicago after school and working there, it's you know a lot of people come from Mizzou up there. But I mean. People go all over the place, but be able to to do this in studio as much as we can is is nice. And moving forward, hopefully we can do it you know a couple times a year like we have in the past six months. So I I'll, I'm gonna let you go first because yeah. I think I'm a little more up to date at least with my updates for through Twitter, um, podcasting stuff like that. So mm -hmm. I think people have a maybe somewhat of a better uh, sense of what I've been up to, but. Yeah. 
this summer, brother, let's go since May. Yeah. Let's go work. Um, well, let's start with work. Yeah. Okay? What, what have you been up to the last so, two yeah. months here? I mean, so when, when we met in Columbia, that was right before the weekend before I started working full time for this company called Winsight, which is I'm um, a producer for the company. It's a media company that covers more or less the restaurant industry in general, you know, doing social media, email marketing and a lot of production stuff. I do podcasts for my brand and other brands as well. And so I'm able to use, you know, this platform I was able to use it to get the job in the first place and then. You know, you're welcome. Yeah, I appreciate yeah, you know, thank, Oh, thank you. Yeah, I never <laughs> thought, you know, I'd be at a point where sure. I will say my I, I did. I did bring you up in all my interviews at all the companies I did. I was like, yeah, I know I had a radio show in college that I produced yeah. for. And, you know, Bo Templin. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, oh, yeah, you the actually kid? do. Yeah, you know, oh, Bo- Bobby Buckets from yeah. Encinitas. How do you not know? him? No. And, and uh, I love the company. I love what I'm doing. And. I, I do get a little bit of time to still do this and to I'll do a little freelance work for people who want to get into the podcast industry. So if you're out there and you got an idea, you got a content plan and you want to start po- podcasting, hit me up. You know, you know where to find me on Twitter and, you know, LinkedIn or wherever. Yeah, as long as it doesn't take away as long as it doesn't take as long as it doesn't take away from anything that I send yeah, your way. Sure. No, I that's mean the, that's spreading, my only spreading priority. yourself too thing is is a is a real thing, especially in this industry where you, you get you get so caught up in producing and podcasting and doing a lot of stuff for a lot of different people who are trying to break into the industry. But there's a uh, you got you always gotta come home, man. The, yeah, yeah. Hey there the theme of this podcast might be just home. That yeah. might be it right there. Okay, mm-hmm. so there's an episode of Entourage where, you know, Vinny's killing, right? He's mm-hmm. killing the game. He's got movies all over the place. And, you know, E's still representing him, managing, doing his thing. But E wants to start to spread his wings and fly a little bit on his own. Yeah, representing other people. So he wants to start representing other people. And Vinny goes, you know what? That's great, E. I want you to do that. Mm-hmm. Just remember... That it is my career that you put first, <laughs> right? Then he starts, uh, he meets Anna Ferris, and then he starts, uh, you know, talking with Anna Ferris a lot. And then Vinny's like, oh, Billy Walsh wants Anna Ferris in this movie. You got to make it happen. Right. He doesn't like the movie, and he has to tell Anna Ferris it's all, compl- you know, yeah. it's classic. Oh, no, I, I mean, this is this is where we started. This is something that I think, I, one of my favorite things about this podcast since we started on the radio in 2017 is the adversity. That we have displayed in, in just keeping this thing going. Like a lot of people I don't think know what what goes into, you know, a good quality podcast and like just being up for it. I'm, 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 you and I both know that we've had times where we're getting into the studio or we're getting into doing something. We're like, we got to do this. We have to do this. But, you know, maybe our mind's not in the same place and not in the right place. And so like that stuff does happen. And, you know, when you're 2000 miles away from each other at times or you're at school and I'm working, it's it's tough to find the time to do it. And you got to put in some late hours. You got to, you know. I guess sacrifice some sleep or other things in your life just to get this done, and it is what it is. And my favorite thing, like I said, my favorite thing about this is we're able to keep it going. You know, there's there's something unique to just keeping it, just rolling with it, rolling with the punches. The amount of technical difficulties we've displayed in the past, and now to be here in your backyard and be able to podcast with with a nice peace of mind that everything's gonna be all right. So two things here, okay? Because you you hit on one of them that is just so true: the sacrifices thing, right? We have to go incredibly out of our way to make this happen, right? Mm. It's a lot of work. We're not going through a company. We're not uh, hired by a radio station. We're doing this on our own. Yeah. This is all us. This is all us. Funded by us. Everything, bro. Every little bit of this is us. But it makes you also 
more proud Absolutely. of the product that you put out there. Even even yesterday I stopped, or excuse me, two days ago, I went to 97.3, mm-hmm. right? My, my old radio station, you know, I want to talk about career opportunity, stuff like that, as I'm wrapping up college. And Tony goes, Bo, like, you know, the podcast that you do and stuff, like, who else is doing? I go, well, you know, I got my, my Tony Gwynn Jr. Tony Gwynn Jr. Yeah, sure. yeah. <laughs> just dropping the well, name Tony like on a first, this kid's on a first name basis with you know the son of a legend. I thought so. <laughs> saying Tony rather than T was a little bit, uh-huh. you know, what yeah, I mean? sure. Yeah, I thought I was giving I'm him glad, his full yeah. name, right? I thought I thought Tony was his full name. Um, <laughs> no, so I'm you know talking to T, and he was like, "How are you like making it happen? Like, who's working on this for you?" I'm mm. like, "Well, it's me and." My buddy Le- Luke, mm-hmm. like, it's, it's just you two, like that. That's it. I'm like, yeah, we we make it happen. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh shit, <laughs> shit. All right. Yeah, I mean, being right, re- being resourceful, and especially in the 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 compass of media, being resourceful. If you can be resourceful, people desire that, especially in the workplace. So yeah, it's great. Um, then the second thing that I wanted to say was. So we were talking about uh, so the sacrifice thing is real. Um, and then proud of the product and the sacrifices change though. So in college, right, it could be a Thursday night. I'm not going out tonight. Yeah. I'm not, you know, I'm going right? to have to sacrifice a few beers tonight. Yeah. yeah. That's and <laughs> I do have to make that sacrifice and I'm not saying I'm making this great sacrifice sure, yeah. for humanity or anything. <laughs> I'm just saying to make this happen though, you do have to make choices, right? I, you know, it's a choice of mine when everyone hits the group chat or the group me, whatever it is saying, yo, where are we going out tonight? And I say, uh, I'm either going to be really, really late or probably won't be able to make it all tonight. Me and Uncle Luke are on the mic. And at first, you know, they give you a hard time, whatever. But then the moment the people see the work that you're putting in, they go, oh, shit. Hey, Bo, good luck tonight. And the moment you start getting that, Mm. that was different for me. When people started to say, when it went from, oh, come on. And they go, oh, what are you talking about? Like, what, what's on the pod tonight? Yeah. The moment they started, like, understanding the sacrifice that you made, sure. I'm, I started to feel better, and I didn't feel as much pressure to uh, worry about the social sacrifice right. that well, I And also, this is, is like, this is a career path for, the, for you and I. Yeah. You know, I think that what has always made this work is, you know, you have to have... It's like it's like hoops, man. Like which we're about to get into in a second. It's, you have you have to have an alpha dog on the team. You have to have somebody who's gonna move the needle, who's gonna show up to the press conferences. You need a guy who's gonna be in front of the camera, who's the broadcast journalism major, who's the guy who's just gonna be there. He's gonna be the face of the franchise. And then you gotta have the sidekick, the Scotty Pippins, the young Kobe Bryant's, the James Worthies of the world, the the Kyrie, the, the modern now, the, the now, the Kyrie, the Kyries, yeah, the CJ McCollum. Exactly, you you have to have those those guys who are you know in their own right have their 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 sort of game, their sort of style, but they have to complement the, the 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 face of the franchise a little bit more. And so this has always worked because we had somebody who wanted to be in front of the camera, who wanted to be hosting things, who wanted to be doing all that, and you have somebody who wants to produce all of that, and that's mm-hmm. why it's always worked. I'd say think why we don't butt heads as much as probably people think we do, you know. It's like we're not we're it's not stepping actu- in each other's ways, you know. It's actually pretty remarkable how little we do bump heads. Yeah, I mean, for as much as we work and all the things that we talk about and all the ideas that we do bounce off each other, sure. it's usually like, all right, so let's think about that idea real quick. Like, here's a concern I have, mm-hmm. or you know what, that's actually a really good idea. Mm-hmm. How do we implement that into what we're already doing? We make it pretty smooth. 
I was going to say, it's straight up, I think our biggest argument was on air about if Joel Embiid's ever going to play like 82 games and be a, oh, a, I a legitimate I, piece. Yeah. I, no, I, <laughs> I, I don't want to light that fire right now. Oh, my God. I'm, all, I'm different sweating. I'm not even kidding. I think <laughs> I, my sweat just increased like straight up, an yeah. extra 10% since yeah. you just said the word oh, Joel Embiid. No, I know. It's okay. crazy. It's um, crazy. And this is kind of cool. So we're podcasting. We're doing our thing. And... It's cool to see the other people that approach you and I about, hey, Bo, like, kind of, like, interested in starting my own podcast. Or, you know, I'm, like, I'm interested in starting my own YouTube channel, but I haven't really told anyone. I haven't really wanted to approach anyone about it. I haven't asked any questions. Like, where do I start? And, I first of all, I'm, like, uh, I have no idea. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm, you know, a couple – I'm 22 years old. I have no freaking clue as to, like, what you should be doing. It's not like we're – doing these huge numbers or anything but at least we have like a consistent product and a decent library that we've put together of work um i did some numbers and this is podcast official i believe podcast 38 together yeah unofficial podcast unofficial we're approaching the 5-0 number Mm -hmm. when we were going through the the trials and tribulations of technical difficulties yeah. when we left KCOU to starting our own thing. Mm-hmm. You know, we recorded a handful in there that didn't even get released. Right. We have a couple others that never really got released. The, the Lost Pods. The Lost Pods. Which the archives. Are, <laughs> the archives, which I love having the in the Jedi back pocket. The Jedi archives, yeah. But when people approach us and ask questions, I, I, I do feel a sense of pride and, you know, something that I'm proud of, at least, that... Mm-hmm. People are willing to come to us, and we're approachable, right? Yeah, I mean, everything I've always told people whenever they want to start something on the creative field or in media in general is like, today, that's where you start. Is like, Just make something. Make something and put it out there, and you have to, like, I think this generation, of, you know, our generation is so caught up in, God, is someone going to like this picture? Yeah. Is someone going to retweet this yeah. tweet? Is someone going to watch this video? And you can't worry about that. Literally, the one thing in common that every great YouTuber, podcaster, Bill Simmons, Ryan Rosillo, to Jenna Marbles and Casey Neistat, you know, of the YouTube industry, yep. to Marquez Brownlee, is these people started when they were had no idea what they were doing, had very little equipment, but they had an idea, and they rolled with it. And over time, you just get better. You get better equipment. Like, look at us, for example. You get better equipment. You get, you know, people starting to you know, follow along on your journey. And that's part of the process. And so I tell people all the time, it doesn't matter. You have, you have a phone, you can do anything with you a get, phone. That's it. You can, you can record a podcast on your phone. You can take a all video you on your phone. That is all you need. And first of all, pause real quick on the podcast. Uncle Luke, what? shout out <laughs> for the equipment, brother. So the last, I mean, three years that we've been, two years we've been doing this, we started at the radio station using their equipment. Mm-hmm. Then we go... And do our own thing, but we started renting equipment from the Mizzou J School. Yeah. We bought our own mics and stuff like that, and, you know, basic, basic stuff. But God damn! Yeah, so look at, at us now. At, at some point, you gotta get you gotta get called up from the from the trip from AAA to the show. Okay. We get we we gotta get to the NBA. We will. We will. This we is will. When we start. We're I'm gonna only, give you two minutes. We're, t- we're ten minutes in, right? No, we're a little bit more than that. All right, shit. Okay, <laughs> two <laughs> minutes. Shit. shit. <laughs> Talk about introductions, okay? Uh-huh. We talk about it all the time. And in a character of a story, a, a person on a podcast, can be defined and perceived by the audience immediately 
just based off of their introduction mm-hmm. and their introduction song. Oh, I know you're going with this. And Tarantino does it better than anyone. But Uncle Luke and I, we've been talking about this, right? You know, we have all these aspirations. Obviously, it starts with the podcast. And, you know, at some point, we want to have our own network mm-hmm. where we've got people under us that are doing their own podcast, doing their own blogs, stuff like that. But the introductions. The introduction song. So I want to I want to kind of bring you into this real quick, Kiki. I'm going to start calling you Kiki because he knows Oh, you now. have yeah. to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Austin Keeler. Yeah. <laughs> um, he can also be referred to as uh, Sir Kekel Dukes sure. and Kekel Source Red Lightning, all types of stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so Bo and I have kind of this long-running joke between us. And, and in any movie, you can kind of define this and find this area of, like, what's the song that you want where it, like, you're, you're a character in a movie and there's always, like, that introduction. Like, for an, exa- for an example, this is, I think it's an Avengers uh, Civil, Civil War, War. Uh, left hand free by Alt J, right? Yep, yep. Is introduces Spider Man, like when they go to it, like it flashes Queens, New York, and, well, and, and, they, and they saw, to start it's yeah. it's Scarlett Johansson, Tony Stark saying, like we're about to go up against Captain America and his team. Yeah, like we are shorthanded, we are outgunned and outmanned. We need to come up with like a a solution here. And Tony Stark goes, "Do you have an idea?" And she goes, "Yeah, do you?" And he goes. 36 hours, jeez. We're seriously understaffed. Oh yeah, be great if we had a Hulk right about now. Any shot? You really think he'd be on our side? I have an idea. Me too. Where's yours? Downstairs. Where's yours? Yeah, left hand so, freeze. Yeah, playing. I mean, like you can go to any movie. Honestly, uh, we were talking about Sahara, like the, the yep. I mean, the, obviously the scene where uh, I, I forget what it is. Stay with me. I forget. What, I, I think that's the song of the name. But when they're flying through, I think it's the, Sweet that, Home Alabama. Maybe, maybe whatever it is. Like, just in, what's the introduction song? I mean, you have so there's so many songs out there, but like we always like give like some sort of movie. Yeah, like. You know, like for example, and remember the Titans when uh, Sunshine, 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 he shows up. Sunshine, like, like some, all that rubbing ain't gonna make the hair grow back any faster <laughs> now. You know that Sunshine, you know, like all that type of stuff. Like I think that for me, I define, I almost define a movie if I like it or not by like that. It's just kind of hilarious. Oh, from uh, tell him what he said. So what Icky, uh, Kiki said Icky Thump by the White Stripes, and it's okay. used in Justice League, I think. And it's also used in the other guys with Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg. But it's this just heavy, heavy guitar solo from Jack White. And uh, sure. I'm forgetting the girl's name from the White Stripes. But heavy guitar, and it's so bad. That's a heavy drum. Doom, doom, yeah. Doom. It's just, you'll have to play it in the pod here. Oh, no, I'm going to play everything just for people to get the idea. That's a, that is a great A choice for like Even like in Ocean's 12, which if you've seen Ocean's 12, I'm sorry. But, I mean, I love it, but still. I like, got no beef when with the it. day of, you know, the, when they're when they're trying to steal the egg. Yeah. And, like, that, you hear that sound. We used it as our intro for a little bit. Entourage is the same way. Like, Entourage is the king of introduction songs, pretty much. I mean, just the, when characters get introduced, there's always some sort of great song that's being played. But, Without a doubt. I mean, that's if if you got if you if you know if you're listening and you, and you know you know hit us up on Twitter if, like what's your favorite yeah. introduction song and or, what's like, your, your introduction scene, song or, yeah your your favorite scene and what's your introduction and how about song? And can I give you one more if you're listening right now okay we're about to get in the NBA and I yeah. think this could be a good transition it here, will okay? be yeah 
something that we're going to talk about is that the NBA is now a league of duos, mm. right? You know, we we briefly mentioned it just previously that a team's got it's going to be alpha male and it's going to be the sidekick. Mm-hmm. In the NBA, and all the duos that we're about to mention, what would be the introduction song for each duo? Ooh. So what's the introduction song for, for Dame and C.J. McCollum? Yeah. What's the intro song for, for Harden Westbrook? <sighs> oh, that's got to be flashy, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So let's. I want to hear from the people. You know, Tweet at us. Send us some texts. Give us some feedback. What could be some introduction songs for each of these, these people? Dudes. That's good. Okay? So I think that might be a solid introduction here I think to so. our NBA conversation. And with, I mean, we always have to. We got to play the damn music. The inbounds pass comes into Jordan. Here's Michael at the foul line. A shot on Elo. Good! The Bulls win it! They win it! Set the Cleveland Cavaliers. Michael Jordan hits it at the foul line. Final seconds. Bryant for the win. Bang! Iverson working against Austin with a pull-up. Oh, no! Allen Iverson with 36! Screen. Posey will defend. Oh! LeBron James with no regard for human life! Given the Cavaliers their biggest lead tonight. Nine tenths left. A three wins the series. It's Lillard. He got the shot off. Lillard down. And the Blazers win the series. Rebound box. You know what I think we should do? We should start off with the night of July 5th, I think it was, or July 3rd. It was the night of July 3rd. You were flying back, or 4th? So was it's it? I, so the day I flew back was the 7th. The seventh. Was it the 7th? It was. My last yeah. shift of work, though, was... Um, a late one, but the night that you're, I believe, about to refer yeah. to, I believe, is the night of the sixth, because Kawhi didn't make his decision right. for a few days. Yes. So oh, no, it was like a weekend. But if you would like to call from your perspective, yeah. and then from the moment that you call, I'll take over. Sure, exactly. So this is gonna be a Tarantino where it shows one side of the yeah, story, yeah. and then it's gonna pause. <laughs> And then you're going to go back 12 hours, and it's going to explain the other perspective so, of the story. So a quick backstory: All my friends are in town for 4th of July. It's something we do every year. You know, the Klaus family was all in for 4th of July, Teddy Klaus. And and the one who actually broke the news to me, because I wasn't on Twitter or anything, and I had my phone on me, was Chandler. Chandler Shepard. The, the Shepherd. Animal. The, the Shepherd. He, the he, goes, he goes, holy shit, Kawhi's going to the Clippers. And if you think, go, it's now, you know, old news at the time, at the, or now, but at the time, it's like, Kawhi is either going back, like everything that was floating around was Kawhi's going back to Toronto on a two-year deal. It's almost done and dusted. Or he's going to the Lakers. Why wouldn't he go to the Lakers? The Clippers were almost an afterthought. They had, it was almost sounding like the Clippers were just going to be this this young team with a couple of good pieces and a lot of draft picks and whatever. And he goes to the Clippers, and I'm like, oh, my God, I have to call Bo. And I knew Bo's situation. He had just finished up that, that long, grueling semester, that summer semester in the J school. 
and I was like, I gotta call Bo. Like I, I would if I would I don't wanna regret in a year from now being like, God, I wish we talked about it that night. So I pick up my phone and then it's like, oh my God. Like as I pick up my phone, Paul George is going with him. And like that's the one that comes out of straight out of left field, out of the bleachers. And I'm like, good lord. So I, I call Bo and it and, and Bo picks up and this is where you you can go from there where where you pick up the phone. I'm exhausted. I am so It's like two a.m. It's tired. like two a.m. I had been drinking, yes. so I'm all over the it's place. It's two a.m. Yeah. on the dot. So let's let's first of all acknowledge I don't answer that phone call from many people. Right. I appreciate the that. phone call at two a.m. while I'm sleeping, when you know Bobby's getting his snooze time. That's not happening to a whole lot of people. I would I would say the two people in front of me are on that very very short list, where I I swipe right on it and say all right I'll take the call, mm. and you go uh, Kawhi's coming home. Yeah, he's going to you know going to L.A. going to the Clippers. Paul's coming with him. Yeah, and uh, Paul George's coming with. I just want you to do the impression of what. You- <laughs> It's so funny. I had two thoughts going through my head. I am so tired, one. I am so tired. But two, I'm like, oh, my God, Kawhi and Paul George come to L.A. I got to talk to Luke about this. I legit was giving you the time of day. I'm like, all right, let's do it. What are we going to talk about here? And you're like, all right, I know you're sleeping. but I said I I fully expected this to go to voicemail because I wanted you to just wake up to this. Yeah. Without a doubt, he thought it was going to voicemail, (laughs) although I don't have a voicemail set up. Never have. Probably never will. And I, I very, very distinctly remember I said, all right, it's a battle for L.A. Yeah. The battle for L.A. is real, and L.A. hoops is now legitimized. Uh-huh. We are – L.A. has never been so big for – this, I think, having two teams in L.A. competing and contending for a championship is more important than a team uh, vying for a, a – a three-peat like the Lakers were in the early 2000s. Mm. I think having two dominant teams is more important than a three-peat. And I mean, the, the town's never had a legitimate rivalry between those two either. Not a legitimate rivalry. Well, that's what but I'm saying. I would definitely say there's a, a rift. Oh, no. I, I, there's always been a rift, but I'm saying when you have two teams that are are great, you know, and they're in the same town. They're both contending for a championship. When have the Lakers and Clippers ever been contending for championships at the same time? I mean, the Clippers never have. I'm, but the closest they ever were is when the Lakers were terrible in the early 2010s, yep. which is kind of crazy to think about now. That was so long ago. But, I mean, I just I think it was so funny. Bo picks up the phone. And he goes, I know. I heard. I'm, I'm exhausted. I'm like, Bo, I know you're tired. I'm sorry. I totally expected this to go to voicemail. I'm a little drunk right now. Like, I know. Battle of Los Angeles. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that defensive rating is going to be insane. Oh, with that's the exactly concern. what it was. That's exactly <laughs> what it was. I was like. It just like, started like shooting things out of your how mouth How are quick. you going to score on this team? Yeah. How are you going to score on this team? I, do, I don't get it. I, where where are you? And we have purposely have not spoken about NBA pretty yeah, much since that We day. went. Off the grid for a good two months. And during the craziest time of year for, I mean, craziest time of year, craziest period, maybe in NBA free agent history. Maybe. Maybe. I think, I think the summer totally surpassed the summer 2010. of 2010, without a doubt. Well, either way, and that was the first thought that I had through my mind. Who are you scoring on that team? Yeah. So, okay, so maybe you do go after the size of Pat Beverly. Like, maybe that's your best option, right? Good luck. Yeah. yeah. I know Pat would love that. Yeah. <laughs> I, know, I know Pat would love that. Uh, you want to you come at me? Yeah. 
That's who you want to come at. You're not. I know you're not going at Montrez Harrell. You're not going after that motor, are you? I I really hope you're not doing that. Because, one, he's going to body you. He's going to outrun you. He's going to outwork you. He's a smart player. He's not some idiot running up and down the floor. And he has no problem taking a back seat and just going offensive boards, setting screens. Catching lobs. Catching lobs. And then on the defensive end, hitting bodies, moving the feet, communicating, Being the and then the hitting paint. the boards again. Yeah. That, he would prefer that. That's what makes him such a quality NBA player is that he has no problem accepting that role. And you have the two, obviously, of the two wing pieces in Kawhi and Paul George who are going to be phenomenal for them. And you have Sweet Lou pretty much, I would assume, off the bench. Oh, yeah, he'll stay off the bench. And and then, I mean, Jamal Crawford's still out there. He could show up for the Clippers and get you 20 points. uh, So we'll see see what happens with Jamal here because I have a— I think Jamal's going to go to the Clippers. I have another speculation for for Jamal's landing point. But this Clippers team, without a doubt, you know, stole the— the free agency story, you know, it's been all L.A., all well, Clippers. Well, let me ask you this. What, what was the bigger story? Would you say it's Kawhi and, and PG, or would you, I mean, just to, to see the actualization of of the, the Lakers trade? I, I know, you know, you're repping the LeBron Lakers jersey right now here, Kiki, but I mean, so I, I want to know, like, is do you honestly, because I, I, we have not asked each other these questions, guys, like, is it worth it? And, and to see that AD, I mean, he can't resign yet. He can't until, like, January or something, but... Is it worth? I mean, it has to be worth the risk. But yes. at the same time, like I see those pieces, I'm like in New Orleans, and, and obviously Zion changes the whole dynamic of that team and that franchise. But it's like those guys almost feel re- like I almost think they're going to be rejuvenated that they don't have to deal with this because that was that that stuff killed the Lakers season. It did. Shout out to uh, Lonzo's new sleeve on his left arm. <laughs> that thing is so badass. <laughs> I hope, did you look at the comments on Twitter? Yeah, the, I saw a lot. Of, yeah, most of them are, were pretty positive. At yeah, least from what I saw. Like, I mean, it's just people are just hating on his jump shot. Oh, I, yeah, that's gonna happen <laughs> no matter what. what is, the right? only he, the only person who gets more disrespect on the jump shots, Ben Simmons. Listen, I I do think it's worth it. Yeah, what they've got going on in LA. It's gonna be fun. Those and two. Honestly, and, and I have a I had a thought that I didn't like that I had this thought. Okay. Mm-hmm. When it comes to the Lakers, because they also signed Boogie, right? Yeah. And we're a day off of Boogie tearing his ACL. Right. But is it an ACL injury? Is this <laughs> yeah. is this actually an ACL injury? Or You're not questioning like the injury itself, are you? Are you Is this the Achilles injury? And the, I think it's obvious, like if you I mean, I think medical people would tell you that like the Achilles is Especially in foot in basketball, like th- that's the anchor of your your system. And he had the, I mean, look, I I like to call myself a an aficionado when it comes to ACL injuries. But the uh, the Achilles and the, the torn calf, or not quad. torn calf, ter- the thank you, the torn quad, like all those things, it's kinetic. Your body's a kinetic binding uh, species. So obviously, like. Yeah, I, the ACL, I'm sure, was taking way more pressure than it used to. But, like, at the same time, I was hyped on Boogie this year. I, 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 I thought a lot of people were hating on Boogie and his play in the finals. Warriors don't win game two of the NBA nope. finals this year without of his Because of his heat check. Yeah, exactly. The man I mean, almost nearly had a triple-double, and, like, people are like, oh, he didn't show up for game three. And I'm like, yeah, because he barely had any time to recover after a torn quad. You know, he took the, the rest of the, the playoffs off before the finals. But the dude's 
borderline 300 pounds. He's a big dude. And to do what he was able to do yeah. in the finals and the Warriors to get anything out of him because, look, Steph was Steph, but when you can you can triple team Steph when there's when Clay's just got injured and obviously what happened with KD. And it's just like I almost was so excited for Boogie that I was like, maybe comeback player of the year, maybe most improved. I don't know because people just kind of forgot about him and were hating on him a little bit. I was like, this Lakers situation, he gets to finally play with AD. LeBron's going to get him like, you know, he's going to set him up much like AD would. But it's just, it's a damn shame. And we may not see him until like March now. If, or if at all. If at, it's, I truly believe, if at all. I, I The I'm dude serious. said he was quitting. He, was, he thought, he like had thoughts about quitting basketball. I can't imagine where he's at right now after the Achilles. Like, so, I, I don't know what's going to go on with that. Okay, uh, so two thoughts here. One, I don't know if he comes back at all. Two, you know, the size is so concerning. An issue. But that's what actually kind of had me excited about Boogie this offseason was that he lost weight. Yeah. He looked so skinny. Mm -hmm. Like, not unhealthy. Like, good, good. Yeah, like in clean shape to play eating, basketball, yeah. Good cardio Maturing. Work. Maturing. And I think, you know, that year spending a time with the champs, right, mm -hmm. up, in, up in Golden State, up in the Bay, learning how champs work, does this add concern to Kevin Durant's future, right? You know, mm. we've seen the Achilles injury before, but this is so fresh in our minds. Right. Right, the boogie one. He went Achilles, torn quad, torn ACL in a span of like two years. Yeah, 18 months, I would say. So one, does it add concern to Kevin Durant? And then the other thought I have is, how do we look back on Boogie's career? How will he be remembered? What's going to be his MO? Because... You have the identity of himself in Sacramento of this big bully, right? Yeah. Just a monster among men, an absolute beast. This mean mugging dude, right? Led, led the league in technicals, was always going to be on the goon squad, 25 right? and 12. Had no problem setting a hard screen. Had no problem retaliating on a big hit against the team. Uh, you know, his teammate got hit, yeah. whether it was Rondo, whoever it was. He had no problem saying, oh, I'll answer back for that. Right. Yeah, no, no, no. Hey, Rondo, I got you. Okay, watch what, you know, give me a couple possessions here. I'm going to light this guy up. He had no problem doing that. Maybe that's why I loved Bookie so much. Seriously. But I feel like when he went to New Orleans, you know, we were talking about the retrospect of his career a little bit. And it's like, yep. right before the Achilles injury, and it's the only reason why I know it, because it happened against the Bulls, the guy put up like 45, 15, 8 assists, 4 blocks, and you're like, in like a couple of steals and it was like one of the craziest stat lines in NBA history and it was just this was literally right before the uh the Achilles injury and and he was a, he was an all-star he'd already been elected to go to the all-star game I'm thinking like dude like this AD boogie stuff is starting to mesh a little bit it's starting to come together these guys are home wreckers and like and I'm thinking like this guy is figuring out a little bit he's matured a little bit and obviously Achilles happens and they go their separate ways, and he signs with the Warriors, and we expected so much different this year. I mean, from summer to summer, we did not expect the Raptors to win the NBA title and what kind of went down there. But, I mean, I, I look back at it, and, like, hopefully the guy comes back and can, can, can contribute in some other way. Like, if Derrick Rose can come back, I think Boogie can come back, but it's two different animals because Boogie's so big, the and six, he's going to have to change six it up. The 6'2 thing versus 7 yeah. feet. I do want to switch it up because we've been talking Clippers and Lakers, and I kind of want to talk about a little bit of Send me. The, uh, like the, the, the greater offseason in general. We have – I want to get your opinions because we were very high – always been polarizing on Russ and Harden, like those two guys. And I think and, – and the Almost hall, the hall that OKC, 17 picks and Shea Gillis-Alexander. Yep. Like you got to be feeling pretty good if you're – and Chris Paul. So 
Wow, has I mean the the, the turn of events for Chris Paul. The league Paul, has changed so quickly. Wow, has he? T- they the league's turned on him. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, just completely, and not that he was ever like. I don't think he was ever a top five player in the league, so it's not. Ooh, like, I don't know about that. I think that that last year in New Orleans were. He they, took on the Lakers. Yeah, like that. I mean, look, look look at that team. Go back and look at that team. Tyson Chandler and I don't even David he, West was just two other best players. Come on. I don't know if I can give it to him. I don't I know. know I, I, do, I don't even him. like Chris Paul yeah. either. Like, <laughs> but when okay, so Chris, the league's turned on Chris Paul much like they've turned on Melo. Much like it's turned on Russ. SGA is a massive pickup. Yeah. For OKC, I have so much faith in SGA. I think he's gonna be a top five player from that draft class for sure. I think he's a hooper, man. Yeah, smooth game. Now you got it's important here the fit with him, right? It's because he is a somewhat unique. He's not necessarily a spread it out guy, right? Yeah. You know the the majority of his bucket game is the mid range. Yep. Which I have no problem with. I love I love (laughs) love the smoothness that he kind of has. You want to talk about smooth? Probably some similarities to CJ McCollum, right? That 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 smooth, that suave, Mm -hmm. that kind of goes with the game and and that mojo of. Of the Hezzy, right? right. And I think SGA's got a great Hezzy. But where we really, really disagree, I think, is Harden and Russ. And you've always been more pro-Russ than I have. Yeah. And I've always been more pro-Harden than you have. Yeah. And now they're together. <laughs> and listen, I have... I hope so bad. I hope so bad that eventually Harden can pull it off. But yeah. this team... Feels so much like a first round exit in Utah that I've ever seen in my entire life. I mean, they're projected by Vegas to be the top team in the West. I mean, just kind of off the gates right now, and we're a long way from the NBA season starting. And I, I've my my issues with Harden are not regular season. I think he's an incredible player, um, one of the best scores to ever do it. His like you always said, his combination of moves, his package, all of that is that it's unmatched. It's un- I, and it's- I believe that. I I still stand by that. I don't know if we've ever seen an offensive player, and I'm. This is no BS when I say this. We have never seen the combination of the handle, the dimes, the three ball, the slashing, the free throws, and the mid-range. And he's also a lefty. Oh, is he? Well, that shit matters. Oh, uh, Don't get, oh, I, oh, get, get it out of the left-handed bullshit for a second. Hey, hey shout hey. out <laughs> National Left-Handers Day earlier this week. Um, it's a big day for the community, Okay, right? well, that's, that's enough on the left the hand. community. <laughs> Everything we do, we just make it look a little bit better. Everything we do looks a little bit sexier. I haven't, I haven't complimented yesterday that your your golf swing, the way that it draws, yeah, much is, yeah. Uh, is even pretty. Yeah, but thank anyway, you, brother, I anyway, appreciate I, that, that. I mean, yeah, no, I, it's for me. It's always been playoff time. Like that game, what was it? Game five or six? We were watching it in Columbia together, at Big Twelve, I think. Ah. We were watching it together where the Warriors, where I think it was Durant, was he was out. And oh, yeah, he was. And, and uh, they were playing Houston. It was like, and there was in Houston. It was like Houston's got to, the backs were against the wall, and the Warriors just kept coming and coming. I think a lot of people gain respect for the Warriors dynasty. You know, a lot of people, this year, yeah. This it's so funny. The that resiliency it, they showed right? from from start to finish is 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 it really it proves to a lot of people like, look, this this team was is t- I've always said they were one of the most mentally tough dynasties i've ever seen in my it's only time. fitting in this society that it takes them to lose sure. in order for people to respect to them. respect them yeah like you can't you can't respect the the rings when they they brought the guy in, when they brought kd and whatever but to go back to the point of houston and whatnot like i like i like his game but i've just never always been a believer he's going to get it done in crunch time when it matters most in the playoffs 
And now that Russ shows up, and I almost, I, I like, I was, I, I was always been pro Russ. I loved when KD left and and it was Russ's team, and then Paul George kind of showed up. But I've I've totally taken a step back and been like, yes, he's got his flaws, his inefficiencies. Um, he's hard headed. You know, is this even going to work with Harden? Even though they're good friends, do they? Does Harden give up? Like, how long until Harden's? 20 seconds into the shot clock, he's been driven around and Russ is standing in the corner like, what the fuck, dude? Like, why aren't you moving the ball a little bit? And, and likewise, you know, the, when is when is Harden going to turn on him when when Russ takes an ill-advised 15-footer in, in transition? You know so what I mean? Turn, so the, but the, we, we need to clarify, though, turn on him versus friction. Yeah, no, I'm, not, I'm not saying, like, they're going to be friends no matter what after this. You know, like friction creates fire. Now, turning on him and giving up on the season is a vastly different dynamic. I don't think they would ever turn no. on each other. And I almost, because of this, and this might be a crazy take to a lot of people, or if you want to call it a take in general, I don't know. I almost think that this fit has, it's going to be so contrast. It's going to work or it's not going to work. That's, that's, I don't think there's any there's middle no ground. There's no middle ground. Because those two are all. not middle ground, guys. They're, no, they're not, it's going to work or it's not going to work. And I almost think, I honestly believe this, I almost think that Russ, it's almost underrated of a move it's desperation out of out of Daryl Morey, the GM yep. for the Houston Rockets, who's always been applauded as one of the best in the Darryl league. Daryl Morey out of nowhere! Yeah, he, My God, he. I think it's a great move for them because they're always been a, Houston's always been a little undersized. They've always been killed on the boards at times. You know, Tucker's tough as shit. Clint Capella's good, and they have those wing play along with Harden. But I, but Russ kind of like I think a lot of people forget like yes, Russ isn't a great shooter at the moment. He, he gets he kind of is always stat chasing. But he makes those plays in games that just changes the entire dynamic of the stadium. And if you've ever seen Ross play in person, it's kind of like he does something outrageous because he's still a crazy good athlete. He's still a remarkable specimen that he kind of makes a play, whether it's a rebound or he gups up and grabs when he slams it down on somebody. It changes the entire momentum of the yeah. game. And I think that's kind of what Houston's missing is they're so set in their ways of we're going to bring up the ball. James is going to kind of do his thing. He's going to find maybe a cutter and, p and pick and roll, or he's going to find Eric Gordon in for a three. And that's just kind of how they are. They're so stay. And that's why I've never always liked this Houston thing. It's because like people just catch on to it after times. The Warriors mm -hmm. have always caught on to it. They've always been able to figure it out. Russ is like, He's like throwing the dice in and it's like, what number is it going to land on? What is it going to be? And I think that almost is going to play into Houston's advantage because A, he's one, he's probably the best rebounding guard since Oscar. I mean, he's which you know I'm that's sure. like yeah. my thing. I, right? I, he's that's an incredible thing. rebounder, and he's just going to make those spark plays that maybe turn it around for Houston. You know, I, I think I almost like I'm beginning to it's becoming it's growing on me this move, and I didn't like it at first. So I. Can I say it's growing on me and still have them as a first round exit? Because I think that's where I am at. If this works, they're going to be a one or th two or three seed. I think they're. they're if they're this be works, I don't think they'll be a one or two seed. If this works, it's going to look like this. If I had to predict, you know, use the crystal ball here. For the, his entire career, pretty much, other than maybe, I mean. He hasn't played with KD now in a few years, right? And he has, and even the year that KD was out a little bit, Russ was going off. Russ has used so much energy on the offensive end in mm -hmm. his career, right? It's pushing the floor, it's fast breaking, it's slashing to the rim. Doesn't have to do that anymore. For the first time, You're right. he literally might get to take possessions off on offense. Mm -hmm. Now, what happens? If he decides to go Troy Polamalu mode on defense, 
and he's <laughs> jumping like lanes. <laughs> That's good. And he's yeah. running around. That's good. And he's creating just k- k- chaos on the defensive end, mm-hmm. and he becomes first team all defense type good, which I know he can do. No doubt in my mind. That's how that works. I def- That's how this team works. This works if Harden stays in his, you know, um, score. You know, he's not going to average thirty six this year, like he or like he did last year. I don't think so. I could see him dropping thirty four. No, I could see no it, way. bro. That, that, but it goes back to the compromising. Like, there's no way Harden can drop thirty six and Russ. What was Russ going to average thirteen, ten, and nine? What I don't think. I don't. Yeah, think, I think there's Russ, no way Russ is going to settle Russ for average, more, less than fifteen. If it, if it was if Russ was averaging. 16, 12, and 10. I'm, I'm not even kidding. No bullshit. And it's all defense. It's Russ. I'm telling you, man, he's got to go savage mode on defense. This think, has to I go. Think, I think Harden can average 30 and he can average 20. And, and that might. I don't think it works. I don't think that formula works. It's. I think Harden has to be Eric the dude. Gordon and PJ Tucker yes, and all yes, guys. you do. I think Gordon might average just as much as Russ on offense. Oh, yeah, right. I'm gonna hold you to that. Go ahead. If this were in order sure. for right. my prediction, in order for them to have success, and I guess I would have to define what success for them is, but in order for them to blow by my expectations, I truly think Russ has to take a step back on offense, use a lot of that energy on defense, Harden to continue to do his thing on offense, be the best offensive player in the league. And you may, you might have a chance. Okay. You might have a chance. I want to wrap up the Western Conference okay. real quick. We have there's two other teams that need a brief. Yeah, absolutely. Mentioned. And then I, I only have a couple of questions for you uh, regarding the East. Maybe mainly just one. And then I also want to bring Kiki on this. On what what is your favorite offseason move? Well, I just had a question. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Back to the the rocket situation. I I also I don't see Russ averaging as many assists as he normally does because Harden. He's a slasher. He mm-hmm. you know he 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 takes the ball up the court and he'll slash and get to the free throw line. I don't know. It's just the system is still in place at least. At least they're not changing systems. Yeah. Which I guess there's something to be said about it. And Chris Paul is not nearly, or you know, Chris Paul is a much better spot up three point shooter mm-hmm. than like a much better. Is Chris Paul an upgrade over, or, or excuse me, is Russell Westbrook an upgrade over Chris Paul right he now? He is. I don't think this last year's Chris Paul. I just think in general, previous years. Russell, you'd rather have Russell Westbrook than Chris Paul. No. You would rather have Chris Paul. Two two years ago, when they we're took, not talking about two years ago. Hey, we're talking well, about I right just now. Said it. I just said it. I said this year I would rather well, have. We're going into twenty twenty, man. You like said yeah. in general. Yes, I would rather general. have Russell okay, Westbrook right, right now, now. I would rather have Russell Westbrook. Now, two years ago, when they took the Warriors to seven games, I would rather have had Chris Paul. When Russ was also the MVP that year. Yep. Okay. But I said he shouldn't have been MVP. Okay. Well, the year that I said he shouldn't have been MVP. That people also are Russell Westbrook is an, is an upgrade over Chris Paul. Yeah, this year I agree. Thirty four years old. But you just say you, you don't even think Chris Paul was ever a top t- five player in the NBA. Russell Westbrook has been a top five player in the NBA in his career. I don't agree with that either. All right. I don't agree with that at all. I don't think Russell. I Westbrook's do agree with your idea that Russ ain't averaging a triple double this year. This three year run of doing it, sick, cruel, great. But he's got a. They both have to leverage something and meet in the middle for this to work. End of story. Yeah. Well, you know, the shot selection will be interesting here because 
Russ really struggles from three. And I think the only thing that really might benefit him is the uh, the pullback that D'Antoni does on guys, you know, mid-range. Even to Melo, where Melo's game is mid-range. Yeah. Saying, all right, well, we don't really do that as much. So I think they're just going to tell Russ. I mean, Russ is still one of the great great point guards in pick-and-roll situation. That's what they do mostly automatically with Harden. Is that I mean I think with you can bring the ball up and have Harden who is a slasher as Kiki said and you have said as well, Harden can play off Russ way easier yes. than than Russ can play off Harden. And I think if you have Quinn Capella pick and rolling with uh, with Russ, like you still have to send people to the paint because Russ is still a bully in the paint, and he and he's still going to get guys some shots, still going to get open. So I think it's going to come down. Well, we're going to have to wait and see on this Houston project. But I also like I said I wanted to get back to the. You know, what were the other teams in the Western Conference kind of sum this up? They, they really so, thought you made some moves. I mean, obviously it's Denver, Utah, mm-hmm. and then Golden State are the three main teams. And I've mentioned now Portland a few times. I was going to say, I, th- I loved what Portland did this yeah. offseason. Yeah, really yeah, liked yeah. what I, they did. I think we're both very pro-Portland. I think, I think we both are. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And have been for a long time, and that's been the case. So, Golden State. This year they're gonna battle. They're gonna have that dog in them a little yeah. bit. You know, I obviously their contending factor completely depends on the return of Clay. Mm-hmm. If he does return and when he does, <laughs> he's gonna. He there's no way Clay Thompson. It's gonna be like February. Clay's gonna be like, yo, like get yeah, me. I'm I mean, in. and I think a lot of people were like, God, Clay is a dog when he yeah. came back in, yeah. hit those free throws in the finals, like. Yeah, Clay's I mean, as someone who's been in Clay's corner, literally, like the moment he came out of Washington State, I was like. Yeah. God, this at least, and he was having such a great game in Game Six. It was he Game was. Six. I mean, oh, so, so Golden State's gonna have a dog, and we have no. There's no way of predicting their success because of the injury, right? Yeah. There's no way you you cannot say the inclusion of D'Angelo as well. You have no idea how the fit's gonna go. No idea how that. For me, it's not the D'Angelo thing. Literally, this sounds crazy right now. It doesn't matter. It it's all clay. If you have Steph, Clay, Draymond, you can do some question for you. crazy things. Yes, absolutely. A question for you. Do you think Steph has one more year of those two MVPs? Like, like, like I don't think he's going to get there because scoring-wise, you won't have the – they won't win as many games, and they, they, won't have, they won't be driving the league like they did in those MVP years. But do you think he has a year where he can go, like, 27, you know, shoot 40% from three? But do you think he can have a year where he can kind of – carry the Warriors or do you think the Warriors are going to be so worried on the injury front where it's like Steph sit out these games we'll wait till the playoffs so during the finals uh, there was a phrase kind of going around that they were calling it oh this is uh this is Davidson Steph Mm. that's what this is right he doesn't have the guys around him anymore we're not going to see as much of the pick and roll you know behind the back pass to the corner Steph we're going to see Davidson Steph and Although I don't think he will be as good for the team, or that's that's not the right way. I don't think he will have the same impact as he did during his two MVP seasons this year. Mm-hmm. I think he has a good chance of winning MVP. It's because, a good bet yeah. because of the show he's going to put on. Mm-hmm. It's cool. He's, this he's, kid, he's Golden State. Yeah. This kid might put on an absolute display this year. Yeah, he's going to be pulling. Steph ain't a kid anymore, though. Man's grown man, thirty-two year old. But yeah, I can, I forever, I, I'll call sure, Steph a yeah, kid, yeah, right? Exactly, right. Like he, it's like in boxing, till they're eighty-five, <laughs> they're the kid. Yeah, they're champ. Yeah, they're champ. Hey, what up, champ? Oh, uh-huh. uh, you know, you you bump, 
you bump into you know Sylvester Stallone on the street. What up, champ? Mm. You, you know, you bump into anyone. Le- does Andre Ward right now retired? Right, ten years, not even ten years. Literally so where do you think where do you think they kind of end up then in the West? Because like some people are like, I don't know if Golden State's making the fi- or making the playoffs. I'm like, you're crazy. I'm telling you, I would love more than anything Houston Golden State once again. Yeah. How fun would that be? You get Russ in there too. Yeah. Russ Harden. I don't care if it's I, I don't care if it's in the first round. I don't care if I don't it's care in the second. Where it is. I don't. Yeah. I don't care. I want to see one more time. One more time to see if because run it back. Because like if you see run it, it back. If, if Golden State wins it again, you will be able to look on this deck these these last five years and be like Houston just didn't have it in them to beat. Yeah. Didn't matter who was next to Harden. They just couldn't beat Steph and Clay. And there's all and for listen in in the eighties for the Bucks. They could never get past the Celtics. Mm-hmm. Never. And they were good, man. The 80s Bucks were good, coached by Don Nelson, winning teams, like regular season beasts. But they could never, the West, just yeah. couldn't get past Boston and 76ers, man. Every era kind of has those teams, the, set, the sons of the 2000s. Yeah. Like, as good as those teams were, they just weren't really built to beat the Spurs and the Lakers. Right. The Rockets might be that team, and that's yeah. not even a knock on them, man. Mm-hmm. That's not. That's no disrespect. I love the 2000 Suns. Love them. Yeah. They just they just didn't have championship pedigree and DNA. I'm excited for the Western Conference. I mean, the Spurs, a lot of people are sleeping on the Spurs. I think they got a really talented team. Oh, right. Team. Oh, this is vintage Spurs. T- t- <laughs> this is vintage, vintage. Spurs. Like, I, I, hammer, I am hammering the—I'll tell you what. I am hammering the win totals of the Warriors <laughs> and the Spurs, and we'll get this later with the Bulls. Uh, those two— like those two teams in the West, I, I'm telling you, like I think the Spurs are like 45 and a half. Book them; they're gonna win 50 games. Yeah. Tim Duncan on the on the bench. Lock I that mean, shit in. That, that, like people are underrating that. Dejounte Murray's coming back. I love this Luka Samanich. Or I don't I don't know how to pronounce his name. Uh, I think he's a really good draft pick. Um, they drafted somebody else who I really liked as well. I just really like their their team. Waterfall in just came yeah. on. I know you got a little distracted in, like, the, whoa, whoa. in the backyard. I'm not used to waterfalls in no, the middle ha- of the day. No, it happens <laughs> in my backyard, right? No, that's my that's my twelve. All right, let, let's move ball. real quick to the Eastern Conference because yeah. I want to ask you this question. Can I say I, one literally ahead. last yeah. thought Finish about the West? Yeah, I had this thought with Keely last night. We really liked this. So Denver, right, two seed this last year. Yeah. I don't think they'll be a two-seed again. I do think they could give a, a team a lot of problems in the come of playoffs, as I do think Utah will as well. Mm. I know how good Jamal Murray is for Denver because of how much I hate him. Mm. Right? Yeah. I know how good he is because of how much I hate him. You're I would... I watch him play. I get the 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 thing in my spine, my that fight or flight instinct. I'm like, oh my god, I want to punch that guy in the face. Yeah, that's how that's how I know he's so good. I honestly, I'm I'm equipped with saying this. I liked what Denver did getting Jeremy Grant, resigning Millsap. Uh, I think they're gonna be the one seed in the West. Really? And here and they just kind of have the ingredients. We always talk about the ingredients. It was like the Bucks last year. Young team, really good depth. You know, their their shtick is they can't really win outside of Denver. I think another year of experience losing the playoffs to the uh I mean they didn't they, lose yeah, not to the anyone. Spurs, yeah. I mean they it's Isaiah Thomas who didn't play for them. Yeah. Trey Lyles and then Tyler Lydon. Like no they didn't lose guys. Sure. 
And like obviously MPJ, I don't I hate to bring it up, but like he's still around. Like he's still there. Like any if they get anything out of him, it's like sprained knee right now, right? Yeah, if so. they get anything out of him, great. But I mean, I think just they, they re-signed Murray. I think Jokic's MVP odds are great. I honestly think like he I just that's an engine where they're young, they're talented. And they're not going to be resting guys like a lot of these older L.A. teams. They're going to be resting guys to, to prepare for the playoffs because they yep. know they're two guys versus anybody else. Two guys, they're probably going to take their your A.D. and LeBron or Kawhi and Paul George. So I, I really do like Denver just to go for winning those games. Okay, And I, I'm, I, like I, feel, I feel good now about our discussion in the Western Conference. Yeah, I mean the Utah, the Utah and Denver is a, yeah. both a little bit about Utah, the, the Jazz, Portland. Love what they did. Spur. I mean, that's a crowded West. All right, I want to ask you this question straight Let's up do about it. the Bucks. Let's do it. All right, talk so to me. Talk to me. Giannis is up in two years. He's going to demand the max. Obviously, he, sh- he deserves it. And I know you know more about Giannis than anybody else. Pretty much, who likes the Bucks, who covers the Bucks, who are you know fan of the Bucks. Um, this whole Malcolm Brogdon thing. They they kept Lopez who had an incredible year last year. You look at Lopez's numbers versus like Dwight Howard's when his like career years and it's not far off and Lopez has doesn't have the block numbers that Howard did, but no, he had his three-point shooting was insane. Yeah. And, and yeah. Was, his defensive was presence was yeah. insane. They re-signed Middleton to the the largest contract to a second-round player ever. Fully deserved. I think is a great fit next to pretty much anybody in the NBA. I love Middleton next to anybody in the NBA. He's a plug and chug. Right. Three and works, D, works in every, really good every, player. Doesn't matter. You can, any system. It, but they forward. didn't go over the cap to sign Brogdon. How do you feel about that? Knowing that I, I've been in this situation where I mean, guys, they when your team doesn't kind of go the extra mile when they know they have a nuclear yeah. weapon in their in their arsenal, in Giannis, to not why wouldn't the owners say fuck it? We have this guy. We don't know how long we're going to have him. We don't know the injuries. We don't know what's going to happen in the future. We get more supporting cast. We pay an extra dough, and we'll see if it pays off. They don't take that risk. How do you feel about that? It's a bummer, but you know what? This isn't. And it, go, and it also goes to Indiana. Like that's I've you know I always loved Indiana. He goes to a division. And you know next that Indiana rival. scares the shit out of me. Yeah. I've said that now for a year and a half. Mm-hmm. They scare the shit out of me. Miles Turner is one of the few guys who defends Giannis. Yes. I was so high in the Pacers last year, and they they played really well. No, they did the everything you said yeah. they would do and no until Depot. Yes. And they, listen, that's the NBA, and it doesn't take away from your prediction. You were spot on about the Indiana Pacers. Yeah, I'm bummed about Brogdon, man. That's my that's my 50, 40, 90 mm-hmm. precedent. You know what I mean? He In the final five minutes, he would go possession, possession, toe-to-toe. He it was Virginia basketball, and I talked about this super in-depthly, but that that possession by possession, one play at a time mentality. 50-40-90, the 13th guy in NBA history for a 50-40-90. Yeah, I don't know if he qualified. No, he did. He, did he qualify? It's a legitimate 50-40-90 season. And obviously it's way less than what the other 50-40-90 Sure, well, you're not a, a, yeah, yeah, a premier yeah. offensive player, yeah. but it doesn't matter. You shot 50-40-90. That's, yeah. that's why I started with it. Right. He had a big three... Uh, in their series win against, it was either Boston, no, I can't remember now, but huge corner three to essentially as a dagger. But it's a bummer, man. Mm-hmm. And he's a great defensive player. He's a president. He, we call him the president, right? He wants to get into politics after basketball. But this ain't 2K, man. Yeah. You don't get to hit that, oh, auto sign, or, you know, you don't get to turn off the, right. the trade kicker thing. This is real life, man. You're a small market team. And. As a Bucks fan, it's a good reminder of of your position in this league, mm-hmm. right? 
you're not going to get people to stay like the Lakers are on smaller deals because mm-hmm. of the opportunities that you can present outside of basketball. You don't right. get that luxury. So the when you do take guys like Toronto to six games, yeah, enjoy the series, man. You got two it. Uh, two wins away, man. Two wins away. And, and I said this, you're not even two wins. You're a Giannis 16-footer, a Giannis 12-foot turnaround away. Yeah. From being in the NBA Finals. And then possibly playing a depleted Warriors team who you already match up well with. Oh, they they had no they would have no they didn't have an answer for Kawhi. They had no answer for And Giannis would have Giannis. been a handful for that team to guard. Because they they couldn't defend so, the paint for life for the life. And, and you know, and Boogie, the the fault of Boogie was that he wasn't moving as well. Right. And they, just didn't, they weren't equipped well for, for it. a big guy move. So it's a bummer. If cans butts. It's, but it is this it is. is real life, man. Yeah. You don't get to keep everyone. That's how it's going to sure. be. They just paid for a new stadium, the Fi- Pfizer. You know what? You pronounce it? The, yeah. the, the Pfizer Forum. Yeah. Incredible place to watch a game. I saw them play the Warriors yeah. in December. Awesome. It makes your drafting that much more important. Mm-hmm. So drafting guys like DJ Wilson, Dante DiVincenzo, signing Robin Lopez, signing Kyle Korver, signing Wesley Matthews. You know, one of those is going to have to work out. Obviously, you know, we lost Miritich, but I know your stance on Miritich. See ya, baby. See ya. See ya. See you later. Hop on one of those Airbuses, Miritich. Enjoy being a star in Barcelona or wherever the hell you are in this world. But good to see. And, you know, we signed, we re-signed George Hill. Who was great come playoff yeah. time, man. Hey, I'm going to tell you what right now. The, I think another reason why they couldn't keep Brogdon is because of what they paid Eric Bledsoe. And I still will say this. What Bledsoe did this regular season was awesome. He was one of the best players, I think, in the East. Most underrated players in the East. When they signed him, four years, 70 million, people were like, wow, that's that's all Bledsoe's settling for is four years, 70 million? Like, he could be a free agent and get some serious dough from somebody else. He's like a borderline max. Yeah, guy. he borderline. was a borderline. Yeah, and I'm thinking... Good, I mean, great signing. And then in the playoffs, I'm think, I texted you this. So I was like, where's Bledsoe? Where has he been? And he didn't show up the, in these playoffs. And it was almost like he got benched for George Hill. He did? So talk about guys who have to step up for the Bucks. Okay. Bledsoe. Do, so you combine. Take this Bucks team that we just had. Mm-hmm. If you give Giannis a turnaround jumper and a pull-up 16-footer. Or just a three. And, and you know, I no seriously. I, I think he's gonna be making threes this year. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. He already was at the, in the back end of yeah. last season. Like, yeah. if you look at his numbers, so the first half of the season he was shooting like twenty five percent from three. Yeah. The back end of the season he was shooting like thirty six percent from three. Yeah. That's that's no BS. So, you take this buck scene. You literally add a Giannis turnaround, a Giannis pull up, and Bledsoe plays a smidgens better. Mm-hmm. Like what more am I? Gonna and ask you're only for the only other team, team you have to contend with are the Philadelphia 76ers, who are massive. Yeah. No, massive. Yeah. Al Horford is, I think, is a super cool, interesting way they well, want to go he's, about this. I mean, he's the, like Giannis answer. I mean, yeah. that was the the 76ers way of saying, "All right, so yeah. listen, Horford, Embiid, you guys are essentially going to split playing time through the regular season. Sure, it's. I mean. Both those guys are gonna get to relax yeah. this regular season. I think. I mean, it's, the Sixers' success only boils down to Ben Simmons. I mean, it really does. And they. I mean, they've made some costly moves. I think losing Shamit, like Shamit's like the perfect guy for them. And they, yeah, they yeah, kind of yeah, lost. Yeah, 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 yeah. They yep. traded him away. Um, so I mean, the, 
with with Katie out in Brooklyn, I think Brooklyn is just gonna be so cool this year in general. Just the hype in that part of town is gonna be sick. But Brooklyn's missing something. Oh, they're not there yet. No, they're I, not like, there they're yet. Not, they're only projected to win like forty something games. They're not. But you know what they really a, could use? They could really use a guy off the bench, kind of you know when Kyrie needs to sit. Yeah. Someone who's not afraid of the big city lights. Someone who's, you know, willing to go get a bucket. Ah, oh, this is your destination. I think Jamal Crawford could be a Brooklyn net. Yeah. Man. I mean, they I got, think he could they're, be they're a kinda, Brooklyn they're kinda net. Loaded, they're kind of loaded at point guard, though. I will say that Spencer Dinwiddie got that contract he in the did. middle of the year. He did. I love Spencer Dinwiddie. He was a good player. The Bulls let him go, and he got just way better in Brooklyn. And, and then they, they drafted, shout out, San Diego shout out. They drafted Jalen Hands from mm-hmm. UCLA, San Diego guy. Um, Kiki and I. Uh, we're playing in a you know high school tournament back in the day. Mm-hmm. He played in the game before, so we're you know waiting to play in our game. Right, dude's just putting on a show. Right, the kid's a freak out. Literally plays like Westbrook, like mm-hmm. same mentality, just that dog in him. And people talk trash on Southern California basketball, and I think it's now being proven that it makes for good pro prospects. Sure. Right, the style of play out here makes for really good pro prospects. Jamal Crawford's not a bad fit. No. And and if they don't go Jamal, I, I don't know where Melo ends up. Mm-hmm. But, you know, on a one-year deal to end up back in, you know, back in New York, it would be pretty cool. You know, obviously Katie's not going to be playing this season, so right. they're a little bit lighter at the power forward position. Right. Like, it would almost be doing Melo a little bit of a favor, but I, I someone has to. Yeah. The, the, this disrespect towards Melo right now, and I'm not saying play the guy. Come to a mutual agreement that listen, you know, Mello, we respect you. I think it was a really good idea to come on the with Stephen A. and kind of talk I about do too. his talk about it. You know, all. He, I think he, I think it was he was approachable. He was able to to kind of be like, yes, I was wrong in this area. It was a make up for some stuff, and someone's gonna sign him. I think someone will, and uh, and if they don't, it doesn't. It's no black mark in my eyes on the career of Carmelo Anthony. He. He had done everything I needed to see by 2014. Mm-hmm. By the time 2014 hit, my mind was made up on Carmelo Anthony right. and his uh, his legacy in this league. Yeah. Nothing's been touched for me since. And listen, dude, the NBA, more than any other league, it takes the top of the top, the elite of the elite, and if you're just a step slow— you're not in the rotation or anymore, Or if you don't man. even accept the role. Like, I think Melo would be one of the best off-the-bench scorers, if Jared, if leaders of the second. If he was willing to be Jared Dudley, he'd be playing. I was just, if he was the, if they were like, Melo, we're gonna, you're our sixth man, you're the leader off the bench, you're, you're, you've been there before, hey, you're going to come off and you're going you're gonna to play 18, 20 minutes a game and you're going to go get buckets with the second unit against second unit guys ac- across the league. If you're, like, swallow your pride a little bit. You haven't played, you know, basketball in a year. Yep, yep. Come on. So you, a little bit, but we don't know the discussions that are being sure, had no, behind no, closed don't. doors. No, and I, I mean, and I say that about everything we almost always exactly. say that is that we do not know what is happening behind closed not doors. Not only us, but the people who cover the NBA for a living. Yeah. Which a lot of people I can just tell it's like it's just BS, right? They're just like making good content and right. it's entertaining. You can speculate as much right. as you want. That's why when the KD story came out, oh, KD had a. A partially torn Achilles. He shouldn't have been playing. The Warriors medical staff like messed up. I'll let the story come out. I'll make this my you know, come assessment lot, yeah. then, and it might not come out for a year, but at some point it will, and we'll we'll talk about it then. Mm-hmm. But 
I'm not going to talk about what was behind closed doors in the medical office of the Golden State Warriors with this Kevin Durant injury. All I know is that during, when the first injury happened, it looked like an Achilles. When, where it I, did. When, it did look like When he Achilles. was running. Well, we argued about this. Yeah, because you were upset that Reggie said it on air. Yeah. And I'm like, what do you want him to do? <laughs> it, was the, yeah, it was the first time I ever just said, like, well, that's a good point. No, it was Dreyer. That's who we said. When I said, when you see a car accident, the first thing you, don't, you say is, or the first thing you don't say is, oh, everybody's dead. But there's no life or death. No, I know, but I, I, you're, you're missing. You've always missed the metaf- metaphor. It's just like you don't assume injuries when a car accident. Or you know, I mean, it like is things Reggie like, Miller's job. I know. We're not going to go. We already went through to this. speak about what he sees. That's what he's supposed to do. But it's not. It's not his. You know, in his area to die. Right, I'll leave it. Just. So Toronto, obviously, on a huge decline after their incredible yeah. season. Congrats to them. But. You know, obviously, mm-hmm. that's life of a small market sure. now. They got I mean, their, the East, five through eight, is up for grabs. The Heat, very up for grabs. The Heat are there. Heat are, uh, uh, hey, shout out Jimmy B. Jimmy B. Heading down south. Just to play dominoes and Why not, sit man? in good weather. Good for him. Yeah. I, like, you know. Respect. And, like, I, I've always been I, I, someone who's preached Jimmy Butler's story and always been in his corner. The kid was homeless at 13. No one believed in him. Went to junior college. Basically, had to he had to fax a letter to Marquette from fight. McDonald's. He had to fight through everything to get every where he's at. step of the way. Don't ever, don't ever think that Jimmy Butler doesn't deserve a penny of what he got because he deserves it. And I wish all him of it. But the best. Yeah, yeah. And, and he's gonna have fun in Miami with D-Wade. He has earned there. every Just right out to do whatever shadow. he wants. Yeah, he has earned every right to do whatever he wants. And now to go play in Miami, and obviously he has the great relationship mm-hmm. with Dwayne Wade. I love the young teams in the East too. Atlanta's gonna be super sick with Hunter and Cam Reddish. As I'm, the team. as I'm job hunting, right? Yeah. You know, I'm approaching, you know, free agency here sure. for myself, right? Yeah. Bobby Buck is going to be a free agent uh, come January 1. Dude, I'm looking at Atlanta a little bit. Mm-hmm. I would love to host a radio different, show. Different type of stuff out there, but. Yeah. Hey, but I have no, I love new culture, mm-hmm. bro. I love, that's why I wanted to go to Missouri. That's why I love traveling. That's why I loved going to you know, Europe, I love going down south to Mexico. I love Milwaukee. I love the Bay. I love different cultures. Mm-hmm. And uh, Atlanta intrigues me, man. Yeah. I would love to end up there. So, is there really anything else that you want to get to in this NBA? Yeah, you know? I'm going to tell you the, what, what we're going to call this era, whatever, how long it lasts. You know, we have, remember we always talk about the NBA Live era? Yeah. The T-Max, the Kobe's. Good the, point. Good point. So, you know, because we, we, we talked about it was like the pre-2K generation the kevin garnett yeah we were were growing up playing you know nba live before 2k whatever i'm calling this generation you know it's a league of duos yeah Yeah. so what what is the perfect so metaphor video game wise for the league of duos and it matches it matches the cinema industry yeah this is it's great like you said it's great storytelling for the league I this think is the comic book generation. You think it's the comic book generation? This is the comic book I'm generation. I'm calling it the NBA Jam generation. The NBA Jam. Two guys generation. versus two guys. Stars right. versus stars. Duos versus duos. All right. We got. Okay. I mean, it's gonna be so much fun, and I always think that, you know, incorporating that third star, this this quote unquote super team era. It always had that, well, if this guy accepts this role, if Bosch accepts this yeah, role. Yeah, there was if, always that question. You know, but in duos, it doesn't work that duo, way, really. In duos, I think it's just a better fit in basketball. You can have two guys who are the alpha dogs or the A and B or the 1A and 1B, and then you have three guys who can kind of complement those pieces. So I think the NBA Jam generation is upon yeah. us. And I'm okay. I'm excited about I'm it. I'm content with calling this, for me, yeah. the comic book generation. All right. Right? This is the assembling of – now that the assembling of teams is so public – Yeah. We get to see Iron Man and team up with Captain America, or sure. we get to see, 
uh, Thor team up with the Hulk, right? Yeah. And that's what we get to see now in the NBA. And it's so public, and obviously it's the comic book just boom of movies that right. have happened in the last decade. That's what this feels like to me. Yeah. And you know, you know, I'm a storytelling. Just I just love storytelling. I yeah. love like the 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 structure of you and I super, both. Yeah. Superhero story. So little round table, right? To wrap it up, what are you most excited for for this season? I'll let you go first. He's a guest. No, let him think. Let him think because he didn't know it was coming. He sure, didn't know it was okay. coming. Let him think. I don't even know if you knew it was coming, but no, nah, I didn't know it was coming. But I can shuffle I can, your feet a little bit. Yeah, I'm excited to see how Giannis deals mm -hmm. with expectations for the first time pressure's in his on. career. You're right. You're right. In his career, the pressure's on. But I sent you that really long test after the season, and so kind of answered it on Twitter too. I did a little bit, but this is why I think he's going to succeed. Okay. This pressure that he's dealing with, nothing. This pressure he's dealing with, nothing. He was 17 years old, selling sunglasses on the streets of Greece. Poor, sharing shoes with his brother to play basketball. You think he cares about media expectations? Mm. That's the pressure that you're going to give Giannis? You know, for a lot of people, they look at him, oh my God. Dude, like, everyone thinks that we're going to be this one seed. Everyone thinks that we're the favorites to come out of the East. Giannis just wants to hoop, man. He's paid for his family's legacy, their money, the college tuitions for his, his future extended family. Everything is taken care of, right? He's happy. His family's safe. You know, his, his father is passed away, and now he, he has a – I think – Something like that happens. He has a better understanding of adulthood mm -hmm. and being a man. And He's the man of the family. And Giannis is the man of the family now. And I'm excited to see. I think I, I remember I texted you about it. It's like very much an ascendancy, much like Derrick Rose's. You know, this, this sort yeah. of come up and everything and the whole MVP thing. Why can't I do this? Yeah. Why can't I do that? Why now? not? You know, and now that the pressure's on, the Bucks have this moment in time where they, they can kind of take control of the East yeah. and be the big player. When he trains, when he's, you know, getting those jumpers off at 3 a.m., All he cares about is basketball, yeah. Dude, that's that dog in him. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's mm -hmm. that. He goes to a dark place in his head. Hooper. Goes back to when he was 14 years old in Greece and says, all right, let's work. And then he gets to relax, man, and he gets to enjoy the family time. And actually, when I was at the Bucks game, his girlfriend walked by me, and I go, hey, that was that's Giannis's girlfriend right mm -hmm. there. And he's not dating some Instagram model, right? He's not dating whoever Paul George was seen taking photos with yesterday, <laughs> right? He's not dating. Paul George is a family or father of like two, I think, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's also. Wait, what was your one quote that one day? Like, ah, I just assumed NBA oh, yeah. superstars For, just yeah. have free reign. NBA <laughs> superstars in LA, you kind of got a little bit of free reign. They like, <laughs> I don't know. They, they're living by different rules. Hey, than like, the I common, just assumed. Man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just assumed it, man. But yeah, I'm excited to see how Giannis. You know, shuts down these expectation mm -hmm. talks and says, these aren't expectations, man. I got no noise around me. Macau already said, that's ain't pressure. That's not pressure, bro. Yeah. yeah. Pressure's, pressure's a lot. The pressure that those superstars know. Getting out of the mud. Is nothing like compared to getting out of the mud. So that's what I'm excited to see. Huh? You got it? All right, go ahead. No, I, I agree. I, uh, I'm excited. I love the, the young guns. And I'm excited to see the Sixers, see the Bucks, see everything in the East. Very excited. I love Denver. Love what the Joker does. Yeah. On the court. But it is? But I mean, wow. Am I excited to see what LA is gonna be like? Yeah. I mean, seeing just I'm wearing the LeBron jersey now from 
got for four dollars in Malaysia, <laughs> repping it. I mean, That's I love the cl- yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But man, I'm just. I'm excited to see, you know. Is James eight. spelled wrong on the back? I feel like whenever I buy, like, <laughs> you know, a Malaysia jersey, something's, like, spelled wrong. Yeah, exactly. The Hames. Sim- it says Hames on the back. Unstitched. Yeah, but, not but a, boy, non-existent. I'm, I'm excited just to see what AD will do on the defensive end. I mean, I know the Clippers have got – nobody's scoring the Clippers, but, man, I'm excited to see Kuz out there and just see what LeBron's, you know, he's – He's got a good core around him, but the West is going to be really, really interesting to watch. Well, we haven't seen Bronny have to come back after a bad season in a long time. Yeah. Like, it's in a long time we haven't seen that. So, for the first time in a long time, we're going to see a LeBron with a you know a much different mentality. For a while, it was like LeBron had this um, invincible armor, right? There's no, there no chink in the armor. And now we've seen it. So now he's he's patched it up this offseason, right? You know, he's shined it up real nice. Turned that some bitch sideways. And and we're gonna see what he does. And it's it should be, be an interesting season for 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 Mr. LeBron James. So I, I agree. The Battle of LA is probably the highlight of this league. And I think isn't there that prime time? Is it is it a Christmas day or the Oh they oh yeah. Oh yeah. I was gonna say off that LeBron James thing, I'm gonna appreciate him. I mean, I've always appreciated LeBron, but I, I mean, just being from where I'm from and the whole backstory is that everyone who ever listens to this knows, but I'm just going to appreciate him so much because he's got the type of guys you want LeBron to see around, especially in his 17th, 16th, I think it's the 17th actually, 17th season? Se- Welcome to season 17. Season 17. I mean, Which I'm going to appreciate that. I just can't that. even say that out loud, bro. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. That we were, so He came nuts. to the league, we were seven years old, now I have a 401k and he's still at the peak of his powers. Think about <laughs> that, all right? First wow. grade to now where, you know, life's a whole lot different. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to appreciate him tossing lobs the AD. I think, you know, can he hit his third peak, which the all-time, all-time peak of the peak greatest. Yeah. They have that third Jordan peak. did it right in his they second have, they trilogy. Have the, they have those Kareem third did peaks. It. They have those third peaks. If LeBron can get there, he's unquestionably one of the greatest to ever do it. And I, you know, and I accept that. And I'm just excited for this year in LA. For me, it's all about the parody. We've never seen it before, you know. Actually, I'm kidding. It's it's the Bulls' depth this year. Yeah, I, yeah, but I'm yeah, talking yeah. with you guys now. Um, Can you give me just uh, 20 seconds, just how hyped you are on the Bulls? Oh no, I just I, I'm excited White because it's 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 moving in the right direction. I think they're good. I think they can definitely get a playoff spot. I think the eighth seed is not out of this world. If they're an eight seed and the Bucks are one, gonna have to make some travel plans. I think. Do you really want to make travel plans for that? Sure. Why not? Okay. We I mean we, we haven't okay. been. I mean, the, we were friends. We became friends the year after they the, played the, the Bulls. Yeah, the Bulls beat the Bucks in yep. the playoff series. So I think it'd be great. I, I don't care if they get beaten. Kay. My, I yeah. want them to. I just want to see progress out of Levine. Progress and Kobe White. I'm excited. Your progress, for, right? For you want to see promise? Progress. And uh, I'll tell you, I'm a little slam dunk contest in Chicago. Yes, I'm pretty high. I'm all star. All star weekend. I, I might be. You're uh, considering I it. I might know somebody. Wait, yeah. is that February? Yeah. So it's gonna be fucking cold, but it's gonna be fun. Well, we'll see what my work situation is, but if I can, by any means, yeah. justify saying, "Ah, oh, I need to get to All Star Weekend hey. for work." Hey, you come, you come. I get the tickets. Okay, all right. I'll hold you to Sit that. With that. Rather than the All Star Game, though, I'd really love to make the Celebrity Game. Yeah, <laughs> you know that that's like my favorite event of the year. Oh, absolutely. Like, uh, 
Bro, J. Cole. Oh, Chicago. Dude. Chicago's gonna be live, and it's and it's all part of this plan. Yeah, we're gonna what a bring weekend. we're gonna bring Chicago back into the basketball scene. Like there, there's there's progress. They made some moves in the organizations. Made some great offseason moves that I was very happy about. They they brought some people analytically up in the organization and gave them a voice. So I'm excited. But overall, parity in the NBA. Yeah, anything's up for grabs. I'm all for when someone comes up to be like. Hey, Portland, I don't know. Maybe they make a run. I'm with you. Denver, I think they're really good. They can make a run. I'm with you. Philly, Boston. Or not Boston. I mean, even Boston's going to be fun again. Um, a whole lot Brooklyn of fun, in, man. in a couple of years, or even this year, if Kyrie you know, shows up. Golden State. I mean, it, there, is, there are 15 teams in this league where you can conceivably say, hey, Luke, I think this team can make a run at the, the conference finals or the finals. And I'm like, I'm listening. Bro, I, I believe it. It looks like anchorman fight scenes. Yeah. When you've got like 10 squads like just looking at each other, and they're just gonna duke this thing yeah, out. That's all they're gonna do. I mean, everyone bringing out their special weapon, and they're just gonna duke yeah. it out. I mean, I hope you know, R.I.P. NBA Reddit streams, but this would have been the greatest God. year for it. You Damn know, it! We're gonna have to hope that League Pass makes Works the better. insane j- a jump from shit streaming service to what it should be, but. I mean, bullshit on NBA I mean, TV. For, the Bucks for, have ten NBA TV for, for games people, this year. For people like what you, am I going to do on those nights? <laughs> for people like us who have been watching this league since the mid two thousands when we were young, and 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 to see it when it was it was a far different league back then to now, where there's so much national interest in these guys, their lives, and the teams themselves, and the whole dynamic of this league. It's just fun to see, and, and it's it's fun to talk about and yep. hang out here and, and do this thing. Beautiful. So let's take a small break, um, and then when we get back, we'll talk a little bit of golf. And you we'll, want to keep going? I do. All right. And then I want to talk about UFC this weekend. All right. So very very brief, but we'll take a small break and sure. take a breath, get some water. All right. <laughs> 